We've made it to episode two. Wait, is this going to be a thing? Am I going to have to make up a song every time? Yes. When is it going to be your turn? Never. You're the Skrillex girl. Oh my God. We can't tell the people about that. We will eventually. But welcome to episode two of the Hot Mess Success Podcast. Of course, Mm -hmm. I'm Sapphire Schmontes. I'm Zaxley. And we're actually going to go ahead and introduce ourselves individually to you guys, mm-hmm. starting with my lovely friend, Zaxley. And, you know, we're going to get into some things about, you know, what made us us, mm-hmm. who we are as individuals. A little bit of the backstory of us before we kind of get into the... Those are the dogs, before we, we mention them. Before we get into the nitty gritty. Right, exactly. We want to tell you exactly who we are. Right. So we're not strangers anymore. Mm-hmm. You'll know just about everything you need to know about us. And so, if you don't know it, you could probably ask us and we'll probably tell you. Exactly. So let's get this thing going. Okay. Exactly. Here we go. I actually do this for a living, so it's so much fun interviewing my best friend. All right. So Zaxley, mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about, you know, you growing <laughs> up. What was it like? You know, where did you grow up and, you know, what was your childhood all about um well first things first I was born in Woodward Oklahoma and whenever I was three I moved to Cherry Hill New Jersey and my mom married my stepdad so I moved out there with my mom my parents I guess I could I should have started with this my parents were never like married they were just together and they had me they broke up while my mom was pregnant with me I believe Um, I could be wrong about that, but anyway, to say that they weren't married, that's all it is. So my mom moved, married my stepdad, my dad stayed in Oklahoma, so then my life kind of turned into going back and forth for the majority, and I went kindergarten through high school, all the way through high school in New Jersey, and then I would go back and forth to see my dad. So usually summers, I went to go see my dad and over holidays, whichever holiday it was, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever, I would go and see my dad as well. So it definitely was a lot of back and forth growing up. So, yeah. All right. So a lot of back and forth growing up. So really, where did you find yourself fitting in? Nowhere. (laughs) Um... I think that that was, like, the difficult thing, too, because especially whenever you're in a completely different, like, state and a completely different environment, I had my dad, my stepmom, and, like, my brother and sister at my dad's, and then they lived a completely different life than the life that I lived with my mom and my stepdad and brother and sister. So I really didn't find myself fitting in. I think that's kind of why I started getting into longer term relationships like in high school um I was overweight up until eighth grade um well end of seventh grade into eighth grade and so I think that because I didn't fit in I kind of wanted a relationship a little bit more and I think that's kind of where like serial monogamist in me first started 
for those of you that are also a serial monogamist, it's okay. <laughs> what does that even mean? Who, so who? a serial monogamist is just somebody who's like constantly kind of in a relationship. And to be fair, my relationships were long term, but it just kind of ended up being that I was never actually alone. And I never wanted to be alone. And that's always scared me. And I think it was because whenever I was alone, I would have like anxiety or panic attacks whenever I was younger. So I actually only realized this a couple months ago that that's the reason why I don't like silence. And that's the reason why I don't like being alone is because I used to have anxiety so bad and I didn't have anybody to comfort me except for myself Mm -hmm. because I didn't let people really know that that was happening. Um, did your anxiety kind of only stem from you having to move around with your family so much or I don't really know necessarily where it came from I think it was just me being young and having a lot of emotions and not knowing what emotions I was feeling so the only emotion I was ever I ever taught myself to feel was anxiety and definitely nothing bad on my mom nothing bad on my dad um or anybody in my family. I just don't think that I was in a a place where I felt like I could talk about what I was feeling. Um, so, yeah. Did you bring any of that kind of into college with you when you finally left? 100%. Um, let's see. I did go through some stuff in high school. And I think that I let a lot of, like, the anger and I don't know where a lot of that anger came from other than the fact that I was definitely depressed. Mm -hmm. Um, But I let a lot of my trauma that I never really dealt with and things that had happened in previous relationships. Like, my very, very first boyfriend in high school cheated on me. And I don't think that I ever dealt with that like I let my trauma from other relationships and from my life influence and dictate the relationships that I had in college um whether that be romantic relationships or friendships so I think I definitely carried a lot of that into college um I know that with (laughs) my boyfriend houseboy um he and I I definitely let a lot, a lot of my trauma influence our relationship Mm -hmm. a ton. And I know you said bringing it into college, but that was kind of where I saw it the Mm -hmm. worst (laughs) Um, because I constantly believed that he was like cheating on me. And to be fair, he was texting another girl. Right. Um, But I let that slide and I let that kind of overtake You know, almost like I wanted to win him. I know that we kind of talked about this yesterday. Um, But I I did. I wanted to basically prove that, like, I could be the best person for him. But then I let that get toxic on my end. So how did that impact kind of you coming into your own, like, becoming an adult and, like, figuring out what you wanted to do with your life and, you know, getting ready to basically graduate college? Um... I had no idea what I wanted to do 
really. I just knew the classes that I really liked, and I really liked enjoying. I really liked enjoying. I really enjoyed learning about children development, how people work, why people work the way that they do. And I think that that also kind of came from not knowing what the heck happened, like to me in my life as a child and not dealing with them. So I think that I liked learning about it because my niche is trauma. Like I love learning about trauma and how it shapes people. Hence kind of this podcast. But, um, I think that that's kind of where I started to really feel like, Oh, I want to go into this field and learn about trauma. And then it kind of led me into learning about what careers I could have working with individuals with disabilities um intellectually and developmental um so I think I just wanted to help people after that because I didn't feel like I could help myself Mm -hmm. and so then I started working with kids I worked with kids all throughout college and then I became a behavioral technician after college Mm -hmm. um so I still kind of carried that through so how did you kind of handle everything once you did move out? I know um, we talked about before how you did move after college into, you know, a house with the your boyfriend at the time. And so, like you said, all of your you, all of your childhood experiences and traumas were kind of highlighted by your, you know, big relationship in college, and you had your second one and moved in with him and so how much did that impact that next step in your life well I guess let's go back to like the the serial monogamist and I guess going back and forth my whole life um since I didn't feel like I had a place to fit in I definitely was and and I didn't have other than my grandparents I didn't really have a relationship that like I looked up to not to say that my my dad and my stepmom they have a great relationship and then like my dad or my stepdad and my mom they have a better relationship now but I didn't have the I didn't have necessarily a model that I looked up to other than my grandparents and and I'm papa yeah um And on top of that, I didn't feel like I fit in anywhere. So where I fit in was with Eagle Mm -hmm. at that point in time. And, you know, we're taught, like, you go to college, you meet somebody, then you, like, get a job, you get married, have kids, the whole bit. And I think that I wanted this idealistic, utopian kind of future. Mm -hmm. And then whenever I actually got there and we were living together... I realized that I wanted a lot more than that, and I didn't know who I was Mm -hmm. other than being Eagle's girlfriend at the time. And so I took that, and I didn't end that relationship in the way that I should have. Mm -hmm. I kind of just left. I think I told him on, like, a Wednesday that I already had, like, my foot out the door, and then by Saturday I signed a lease. Yeah. And after two two years, two and a half years of dating, like, that's that's pretty fucked up and he and I have talked about this so I don't feel bad like talking about this at Mm -hmm. all on here um 
I just started kind of following what I thought that I had to do. Mm -hmm. And then once I actually got there, I realized that, oh my gosh, I'm only 22 years old and I don't want to get married yet. Mm -hmm. And not to say that that was going to be, that wasn't going to happen right then and there. Like we could have talked about it and done it way later on, but it was something that I knew was going to happen. And I wanted to be able to live on my own, create the career that I wanted on my own. I, I just wanted to basically make a name for myself outside of just being somebody else's girlfriend. And then I know, you know, you really take pride in how much work you've done on yourself over the past couple of years. And so, you know, what has that looked like for you and what do you hope, you know, people listening to this get out of hearing about what you've done? Well, to be honest, I don't... I, the biggest thing that I've had to work on is number one, dealing with emotions. Cause I think there was a lot of emotions I never addressed from like my freshman year of college into my relationship with houseboy. And over the past couple of years, I've been able to self-identify my emotions that I'm feeling. Um, as of recent, I've been taking the word anxious out of my vocabulary because anxiety can look like excitement sometimes. Anxiety can be anger, loneliness, and being tired all together. Um, and so sometimes I have to take a step back and realize the emotion that I'm feeling. And now I've recently kind of gotten into the ability to identify an emotion and be a little bit more introspective on like, why do I feel this way? And where did it stem from in my childhood and kind of look at my inner child and be like, oh, you know, this is why I'm struggling in this. And this is why I'm feeling this way whenever something happens in my current environment and it triggers a certain emotion. And I've definitely been able to think through those things independently. And by all means, like, you know, if people out there are going through this and you're always feeling some kind of anxious just need to know that like that's not normal it's I think it's been normalized but it's not something that your body should constantly feel and the cortisol in your body for that long is not good and I think that I'm finally at a place where I can take a breath and be alone and sit in silence and finally be okay mm -hmm. and that's just opened up so much more than I think that I could ever imagine. And that's what I would really want for anybody who's dealing with anxiety like this. What do you think, you know, is the most important parts of like your journey in your life that you'd hope people would know? Um, I think growing up, like the, the biggest character development piece for me, aside from, like I said, going back and forth, that can have a lot more of an impact on a child than I think people realize is going back and forth. So that's a lot of where things stem from. Um, the difference between my relationship with my mom and my dad is something I'll probably eventually talk about um, and how that shaped me. But definitely in high school, domestic violence was part of my life as well. And whenever that happened, I kind of 
had to be I felt like I needed to be the person to protect my mom and I felt like I needed to be the person the person to protect my siblings and stuff um I won't necessarily go into detail about everything that happened but I think from then on that also kind of never helped my anxiety too because I would always come home and not really know what I was coming home to all the time and there was an aspect of that with um with like my dad as well I guess just because I didn't see him very often and we did talk but if I didn't do something right like I would get yelled at I guess I don't need to talk about that in here but yeah um domestic violence and like being in it's not toxic shock. It's like toxic stress. Like you're always in fight or flight. And I was always in fight or flight. Um, and I don't think that I got out of my fight or flight like stage until what? I'm 25 now. I'm probably around 25. And then for like to like wrap your episode up <laughs> to wrap, you know, this all about exactly of what do you just, the you know people who are li- listening and who will hopefully continue to listen but what do you, you hope they see in you and what do you how what impact do you hope you make on them i think the biggest thing is that i really hope to be somebody's role model um you can go through things in life and still be able to pull yourself out and there is a certain level of like resilience that everybody has and it's just learning how to apply it and how to really grow from any of your experiences and I do want to be a model for that um I'm also I also kind of don't really feel like people fully know me but to be fair I don't get vulnerable very quickly so I think for me I really want to work on being more vulnerable and that's a goal for myself in this podcast I'll talk about anything but, um, like, to be honest, we're literally redoing this episode because I was so surface level in the other one. Um, and Sapphire is a lot more emotional than me, vocalizing it at least. Um, so I do want to be a little bit more vulnerable on my end. And for the people that have trouble with vulnerability, I would like for people to learn that it's okay to let down your guard. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for sharing, Zach. <laughs> we appreciate it. Thanks. And that's going to about wrap up episode two of yeah. Not Miss Success. So, Zach, I'll let you go ahead and close us out <laughs> since this is your episode. So, well, I'm Zaxley. And I'm Sapphire. And we will see you next week on the Hot Mess Podcast. See ya.